Welcome to the second episode of the Cedar Shout podcast. My name is Bianca Barongo and I'm from the Netball WA class and we're here with Hannah. Hi guys, I'm Hannah Lake and I'm also from the Netball WA class. And we are the Cedar Year 12 Ambassadors. In the Cedar Shout podcast, the Ambassadors will be covering various topics with industry experts and sporting superstars. So today we are lucky enough to speak to Courtney Bruce, the West Coast Fever captain and Australian Diamonds player. We will chat about her younger years, her experiences playing at the highest level of netball and leadership. We hope you enjoy. We are looking forward to chatting with you. Um, We are gonna start by talking about your early years. Can you tell us about where you grew up? Yeah, so I grew up um, south of the river um, in Southern River. So, um, yeah, I grew up down there and just, yes, grew up on some um, some land, which was really nice. So my sisters and I um, could run around and just be um, menaces more than anything. But, yeah, I grew up south of the river and just, yeah, loved everything about living down that way. What made you want to start playing netball? Oh, um, I didn't necessarily want to start playing. Mum and Dad kind of forced me into playing. I was quite a shy and uh, anxious kid. Um, But um, I guess once I started playing, I just loved that I got to play with my school friends and um, obviously netball itself. I find it quite an enjoyable, fun um, sport. So um, Mum and Dad got me into it it until I absolutely um, started to love the sport. So you didn't want to play netball at the start, but now that you play GK for West Coast Fever, um, has your position always been your favourite? Has GK always been your favourite or has it been changed over the years? Uh, I started out technically as a shooter and I am absolutely woeful at shooting. So they quickly moved me to the defence end, um, which is probably the smartest decision they've ever made. Um, but I actually was at goal defence all through my uh, junior representation and um, all my Australian underage teams. And then I think I became the tallest, so I got moved to goalkeeper um, and kind of have been stuck there ever since. I actually prefer playing goal defence. I like being able to um, go for a run and have a sneaky goal assist into someone like Janil. Um, but yeah, um, I'm pretty happy playing goalkeeper. It doesn't mean I have to do less running at, at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so to be captain of the West Coast Fever, it's a huge achievement. Uh, what does this mean to you? Yeah, to be captain, it means the absolute world. Um, I'm a very proud West Aussie. So to be able to lead um, the club that I looked up to when I was growing up and have been at for so long and have made so many um, friendships and memories through to be able to um, be the the face that leads um, the club to the the success that I hope we would get um, means, yeah, it, it means so, so much um, and so grateful for the the opportunities every time they arise um, because it's pretty special being able to captain such an amazing bunch of girls too. So 
our class and I know all of the other year 12 classes have been learning about leadership and leadership styles. Um, can I ask, how would you describe your leadership style? Yeah, I would describe my leadership style as very much an on-court kind of performance leader. So I think that if I lead by example in the way that, um, you know, I'll go attack a ball um, by my voice and energy on court, then um, I think that's what lifts my teammates and um, hopefully they obviously want to follow follow suit. I also think that I am a leader that loves to get to know my teammates off the court. So in those stressful moments um, or when times are tough um, on and away from, both on and away from the court, um, I want to make sure I know what I can do to support uh, my teammates and just have that real personal connection um, on, a, on a, I guess, a deeper level to bring out the best performances in them. Who have been your biggest leadership influences that have helped you get to where you are today? It's a good one. I feel like I've had a few. I think um, I, when I've been here at Fever, we've had quite a few, a few captains go through. Um, when I was younger, we had Joe Curran and I really enjoyed um, just her energy and voice and how much um, fun she had. And I think that kind of, um, that kind of energy radiates. And um, I think that's something that I definitely try and um, try and give to our group. Um, I think if you look from a diamonds perspective, um, We've got Seabass as our Diamonds captain and I, I guess I try and take little parts from everyone, but I, I guess I like how honest and real Seabass is. Um, she she speaks her mind, but it's, it's, it's also well thought out um, and it's always to bring the best out, out in all of us. And then I guess I just look to um, our coach and Stacey Marinkovic. She was the Orioles captain and the West Coast Fever captain for quite a bit of her career and um even though I might have not been around to experience that firsthand, um, just her knowledge that she's been able to pass on to me and um, advice and how she might have done things. And um, I guess she just gives me the freedom to allow, that allows me to learn in my, my own way about leadership and what I want to put out there. So we'll go on to your Diamonds journey. Mm-hmm. You played for the Australian Diamonds. What did it mean for you to represent your country? Oh, um, to pull on the green and gold is uh, extremely special. Um, I am obviously very aware that not many people get to do it. Um, and when you do, and when you get out there and you sing the national anthem, and then you have the coat of arms on your on your chest, um, it means that yeah, it means the absolute world. Um, I think I'm very aware that um, the diamonds and just like fever can be taken away from you at any moment. So anytime I get the opportunity to put on that dress, um, it, yeah, it it gives me shivers and, um, it, it means, it means the world that I get to leave, um, hopefully leave the diamonds and the goalkeeper bib in particular in a better position for the future. Obviously a lot of netball girls have watched the diamonds girls win lots of games, but you won silver at the Commonwealth games. What was the experience like winning a silver medal? Yeah, silver medal um, initially was a little bit of a hard pill to swallow. Um, I was explaining earlier that I've been, um, I was the one that obstructed, um, so gave England a gold medal and that was a bit of a a tough pill to swallow at the time um, and um, had to learn the hard way um, that the netball games won and lost in 59 minutes and not the last four seconds. But um, once I kind of let that sunk in and realised there's many moments in a game um, that define an outcome, that 
that one moment didn't necessarily just rely on me. Um, I just really started to embrace the silver medal, getting to stand up there in front of um, basically a complete um, Aussie crowd that were just um, supportive of, of us, whether we came first or last. Um, and yeah, getting to stand up there and receive um, the medal was pretty, pretty special. It's a pretty cool and special looking medal too. So something I treasure forever. Yeah, definitely. So as an athlete, um, have you had any major injuries throughout your career? I am very injury prone. Um, I guess I've had probably two major ones. My first one when I was a bit younger was a navicular stress fracture. So that put me out for about a year. So um, I had to have surgery. My navicular, which is a small bone in your foot, it pretty much split all the way through. Uh, and then last year in the 219 season, I took a bit of a nasty fall in round one, um, taking a, taking what I thought was a ripper of an intercept, but yeah, landed on my, um, an outstretched arm and fractured my elbow, um, which didn't actually put me out for that long, but, um, still to this day, I guess still rehabbing and, um, was at risk of hurting it if I had fallen again, um, playing last season, but luckily I did not. Injuries are obviously very devastating and it can affect you in so many ways. How did this affect you mentally? Yeah, uh, I think I think the best thing about being in a team sport is that you have, especially for us, nine other teammates that are there to support you. So um, as much as it was a really uh, bad situation and um, obviously a situation that no one wants to be in, then I had nine girls that were there to lift me up um, every single day and I think also I just tried to take a bit of a different role so I figured if I can't be on the court playing I'm going to be on the sidelines coaching and I think coaching gives you a complete and utter different perspective so I think that because I had that support from the girls and also Stacey and the rest of the coaches gave me a really specific role um, it did help me mentally cope obviously there was days where I still went home and and cried and wished I was on the netball court because it's the thing that I absolutely, absolutely love. But um, I guess I was just trying to find uh, a silver lining in in all of it. Um, but, um, yeah, having great support around you. We're lucky we have a team psych um, too. So just utilising those to help me stay in a really good mindset, knowing that at some point I'd be able to re-enter the comp and play, play out the rest of the season. We, I'm sure lots of girls have watched you play from the stands, but how would you describe playing in front of thousands of fans? It's pretty cool to be able to play in front of the packed out uh, RAC arena. Um, I, to be honest, don't really notice the noise. Um, uh, I know I know it gets really loud. I probably only noticed once I was actually like on the bench and not watching last, um, actually watching last year. But um, it's pretty cool to be able to look up just as we walk out and see um, just an absolute sea of green and that everyone's packed up their arena for us. And, look, I think Perth crowds um, are some of the most vocal and um, we definitely know that you guys have our back every time we step out there. So I think it's, yeah, it's pretty cool that um, for my job I get to play in front of some amazing fans and supporters. I, I absolutely love it. And I know that... As a fan, we all just rock up and watch the game, but how do you prepare and what's your preparation before a game? It's a good one. So uh, I don't 
try I have I guess I have a bit of a routine but I also think that um things can go wrong so I don't want to rely on um one set routine so I guess my only real thing on game day is I like to be early to the court I hate being rushed if I rushed I start to feel a little bit um panicky and um obviously that's not the way that I want to play my netball so yeah just making sure I get to the courts nice and early I have lots of time to get a massage get strapped go and run around and play a few games fun games before we actually get out on the court um I think I pretty much um just like to stay nice and chill during the day so we usually play at night so I'll go out for a nice long long walk in the morning um usually go out for breakfast coffee depends how i'm feeling and then just come home and and chill and try and be a bit of a normal a normal human for a couple of hours before um i know we have to go to the to the big game so you joined the west coast fever in 2013 what has been your best memory throughout your career i'd have to say either or both my debut so I debuted against Adelaide Thunderbirds in 2013 but also the 2018 grand final uh I there's a photo of me uh walking out and my face is just like my jaw has dropped to the ground I was just in absolute awe of seeing how many people were in the arena and how loud the roar is like I said it's probably the first time I've ever heard the crowd um, and even though we didn't win the grand final, the amount of support and messages that we came through that came through to us saying how proud they were of us and how proud we made WA and to see um, how WA turned green for us, I think even though, yeah, even though we lost, all those other little things um, are so special and um, that, I think that's why it's my one of my favourite memories. Yeah, it sounds exciting. It's great to see that the COVID restrictions are being eased. How have you been keeping fit during isolation? Yeah, so we've just been set up with the home gym. So um, still pretty much keeping a really similar training uh, load to what we would do if we were able to use the netball centre here. So, yeah, gymming three times a week, um, got some speed sessions thrown in there too, um, and then some conditioning so um nothing too too long which is which is good because um I keep saying to us the conditioning guy I only play goalkeeper so I only have to run 10 meters um but yeah some some running and some uh footwork skills Stacey also sends through ball skills so basically anything we would be doing at the netball center except for I guess passing a ball with an actual human and some actual contest stuff so I feel like we've still been able to maintain a really solid um, level of fitness but then the clubs also allowed us to have a little bit of fun in our training so we can mix it up and do some different stuff if we if we choose to. Because of the isolation going on even though you're eating the right things um, keeping fit and all that do you think that isolation will affect some athletes' ability to get back on court at all? Well, that's a really good question. Yeah, I think um, it potentially will. We've had some some Zoom conferences and chats as a team about um, that exact thing. Some, we have two international girls that um, potentially by the time our season's finished won't have seen their families for a year. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming oh, I know that's going to be very stressful for them going into a season. Um Look, we're all lucky that our families are here where these girls aren't. So um, I think everyone has like individual factors going going on, but I think we're also really aware that um, that the teams that are probably going to win this year, the teams that can come in the happiest and most connected because we're not going to have the 
the six months we normally would on court to build up for the start of the season. So I think it's about making sure that even though we're a bit isolated from each other at the moment, that we're still catching up and checking in, um, whether it's via Zoom or house party. Obviously, restrictions are a bit different here, so we can go out for a coffee 1.5 metres away from each other. So, um, look, I think it's about, like, just checking in and making sure that once we get that green light, everyone's in the best mental place and that they can be and that they're feeling happy and upbeat. So, we know, when the season hits, we can just go for gold. So we'll go on to a question that's not really mm-hmm. netball related, but we all know you for being on the court, taking the Specky intercepts, but have you got any other interests outside of that? Yeah, I'm a bit of a self-proclaimed nerd. So um, I'm currently just staring at my bookshelf that's full of books. Um, I do enjoy just picking a book up and getting absolutely lost in it, whether that's fiction or non-fiction, I really don't mind. Um I love just getting out and about and exploring, um, whether that's traveling uh, or just grabbing my bike and going for a ride or a nice long walk. Um, But at the moment, the thing that's probably keeping me the most busy um, is uni. So I'm studying a double major in psychology and Indigenous studies. So um, because of no netball at the moment, I've been able to semester one um, at full-time load, which I've never been able to do, which is... um, exciting but I never realized how busy it actually makes your life so um I guess yeah uni's been keeping me busy but also just trying new things um I have been trying to bake a bit more um and yeah just read and do things that I normally don't always have time for when I'm at home um and netball's going crazy sounds like you've been (laughs) keeping busy um the last question from us is what advice can you give to our students and listeners progressing through an elite sporting pathway? Oh, uh, I would say, and it's one thing that I wish I knew when I was younger, is not to take it all so seriously and enjoy the moments. Um, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself as a as a young elite netballer coming through the program and um, pressure doesn't always equal um, a great performance. So making sure that you enjoy the moments, um, it's, those little moments and little things that um, you remember down the track and make the best memories. And I always say that you play your best netball in particular or any sport when you're enjoying what you're doing and you can just be free. Um, And I guess that's why you'll always see me most of the time playing with a smile on my face because I'm literally enjoying every minute that I'm out there. And um, I know that when I'm free like that and my mind's just calm that I'm always going to play my my best game so I think just yeah and taking the time to to enjoy it and not take it all too seriously because otherwise you'll just be gone in a heartbeat and um you want to be able to enjoy um the game because we all love it and yeah well thank you for joining us it has been great to talk to you about your pathway and how you became captain at West Coast Fever we appreciate you taking the time to come thanks for having me on thanks Courtney (laughs) In the Cedar Shout podcast, we'll be updating everyone on what's been going on and what is coming up at Cedar. Students have returned to the classroom after seven class weeks in the learn from home model. So Hannah, how'd you find learning from home? I found learning from home a bit difficult um, since I like learning um, one-on-one with the teacher, but 
under the circumstances, it was the best and um, we still learnt as best as we could and still got everything done that we needed to. Yeah, I agree. I quite liked it, actually. Learning from home has allowed us to connect to more industry leaders. Students in the program have had presentations from Greg Heyer, our former vice captain of the Perth Wildcats, Danny De Silva, Courtney Bruce, who we spoke to today, Cara Antonio, the Fremantle Dockers AFLW captain, Sabrina Duffy, Beatrice Devlin, and many more amazing guest speakers. Coming up, uh, we have Cedar Run for a Reason. Each class will see how far they can run around Australia and the class winner will receive a Run for a Reason shield. Dress up in your favourite sporting colours, be creative and see how many kilometres you can run. For more information, you can find out on My Cedar. Thanks for joining us for episode two of Cedar Shout podcast. Make sure you tune in throughout the year as we interview some industry experts, sporting superstars and chat about all things Cedar. Keep an eye out for our social media accounts for the announcement of episode three.